Today is the 8th of July, 2022. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray, and I want to say a big thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. If you are joining us for the very first time, let me say thank you and welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's a mixture of prayer, scripture, and music. It's easy to pick up as we go along. Don't forget, we have a Walking the Way prayer book you can download, and you can download a copy of today's script as well if you'd like to. If you'd like to support Walking the Way or you'd like more information about the podcast, head to rayborrick.co.uk. But links to everything are in the episode notes. We always start each leg of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. So let's still our hearts. Let's come before God. Let's pray, shall we? Loving Father in heaven and on earth, we are thankful that you have a people to whom you say you are mine. Help us to understand that we belong to this people. Strengthen us in the faith that we belong to you so that we can come to know your rule and your justice. Protect us on all the paths we follow during our times on earth. Lord, the times are dark, but come what may, every single one of us has in their heart the certainty that we are yours. You've long watched over us, Lord, and kept us safe. So again, and again, and again, we'll affirm, we are yours, Lord. You are our God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Acts 27, verse 25. So keep your courage, man, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. We've spent large part of this week looking at the vision that God gives us and how we deal with that vision while we wait, and while we wait for God to do what God needs to do, while we plan, while we prepare, and while we do the things that we need to do to bring that vision to fruition. But so far, it's been about our response. But I've also never known a vision from God that didn't involve other people. And sometimes dealing with the people around us can be the hardest thing that we have to deal with. In our verse today, Paul is encouraging the people on the ship he's traveling with as he travels to Italy. They're in the midst of the storm, and things are going really badly. And I think Paul in the storm is a fantastic analogy of the, the storms that we face as we go with God on the mission that he's called us to, and how we need to bring people along with us. We do not do God's will in a vacuum. And there will be times when those we bring with us will be discouraged particularly when it seems that things aren't going the way they should, or as in Paul's case, rather, things look like they're all going to die. And it would be easy to buy into the discouragement of those who doubt us. But we need to be reminding people all the time about what God is doing and what God is going to do. And reminding them that no matter how bad things look now, God always wins through. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And today we read Acts 27.
Let's pray as we approach the scriptures, shall we? Father, as we approach your word, help us to hear it with your wisdom. Help us to respond to it with your grace. Lord, help us to live it out with your power. Amen. Our Bible readings for the final time this week are taken from the New International Version, and today I'm reading Acts 27. When it was decided that we should sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. We boarded a ship from Andromitium, about to sail for ports along the coast of the province of Asia, and we put out to sea. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we landed at Sidon, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so they might provide for his needs. From there we put out to sea again, and passed to the Lee of Cyprus because the winds were against us. When we had sailed across the open sea off the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we landed at Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. We made slow headway for many days, and had difficult arriving off Snidus. When the wind did not allow us to hold our course, we sailed to the Lee of Crete opposite Salamone. We moved along the coast with difficulty, and came to a place called Fair Havens near the town of Lycia. Much time had been lost, and sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was after the Day of Atonement. So Paul warned them, Men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo, and to our own lives also. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and of the owner of the ship. Since the harbour was unsuitable to winter in, the majority decided that we should sail on, hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. This was a harbour in Crete, facing both southwest and northwest. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they saw their opportunity, so they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Nor'easter swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind, so we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed the lee of a small island called Corda, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure, so the men hoisted it aboard. Then they passed ropes under the ship itself to hold it together. Because they were afraid they would run aground on the sandbars of Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither the sun nor the stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. After they had gone for a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourself this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night an angel of the God, to whom I belong, and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. On the fourteenth night we were still being driven across the Adriatic Sea, when by midnight the sailors sensed that they were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was a hundred and twenty feet deep. 
A short time later, they took soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that we would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat down into the sea, pretending they were going to lower some anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved. So the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it drift away. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last fourteen days, he said, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread, gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Together, there were 276 of us on board. When they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but they saw a bay with a sandy beach, where they decided to run the ship aground if they could. Cutting loose the anchors, they let them in the sea, and at the same time untied the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and made for the beach. But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow stuck fast and would not move, and the stone was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life, and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks, and on any other pieces of the ship. In this way, everybody reached land safely. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about some of those bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And then after music, as always, we're going to pray.
before we pray, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray for you, drop us a line through the usual channels. The links are all in the episode notes down below. We'd love to be able to pray for you, whatever situation you find yourself in, good and bad. We're also continuing to pray for the situation in the Ukraine. And the war there is protracted, as was expected. But also, I'd appreciate if we could pray for the UK government. Our Prime Minister resigned yesterday. Um, and so we are in a, a real state of flux. So if we can remember the UK and its government in our prayers today as well, I'd really appreciate that. Our prayer today is for the vision that God has given us and our churches. So let's pray, shall we? Lord, may your words be like a lamp that lights our way. May your love be like a compass that gives us direction. May your truth be like a signpost bringing clarity. May your peace be like a measure that guides our decisions. May your hope be like a flag that declares we walk with you. May your words be in our minds. Your love guide our feet. Your truth be a sign. Your peace be a measure and your hope be a flag as we walk close to you. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episodes can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the prayers. If you'd like to support Walking the Way, and we really would appreciate it if you would, links to our giving page and also to our subscription service is in the episode notes as well. For more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk where you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget you can also listen to us on TuneIn and Spotify. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way. <laughs>